In this episode, we talk about developing your organization leader's voice to connect with donors on a deeper and more authentic level. But between the recording and publishing of the episode, we've created a guide on doing that at your organization. It's more in-depth than we go into on the episode and could be useful supplemental information to the strategies we talk about here. It's free. It's just not something we could mention when we were recording because it didn't exist yet. If you're interested and think it could be helpful, send an email to podcast at and Steve or I will send it to you. This is Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast, a podcast about, you guessed it, nonprofit fundraising. This isn't the first podcast about it, but definitely not like any others you've listened to. This is a podcast for fundraisers by fundraisers. No boring charts or the same stale best practices you've heard for years. No ideas that only work in theory here. No concepts from people who aren't in the same trenches as you are every single day. Each week, you'll get practical strategies and tips to craft messages that engage donors and raise more money. This isn't smoke and mirrors. Everything has been pressure tested in the real world. Plus, you can start using them as soon as the episode ends. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Thomas and Steve Thomas. Hi, welcome to Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Thomas. And I'm Steve Thomas. And this is episode nine, Leader Voice, Why Your Donors Need to Know Your CEO Collects Stamps. (laughs) I'm uh, Vice President at Onicity, and that's O-N-E-I-C-I-T-U-Y dot com. And your CEO... I, yeah, I, 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 I was waiting for you to talk about the company, so I, that's great. I'm right. Steve Thomas, CEO and one of the founding partners of Winnicity, which is a boutique uh, ad agency doing marketing and fundraising for nonprofits. Wow, this is, anyone who's listened up to, up until now is going to be excited that we're changing up who does what. Yeah, there are people are keeping score like, oh, wow, he did the intro last time. He did a, did a nine on the intro. Well, I like that better than that Ryan guy. Yeah, send, send in your, your preferred intro person and uh, we could change the rundown if you are one of those people who are keeping score at home you may have also figured out or noticed that we share a last name thomas thomas it's in this case it's not just because it's extremely common in uh, the phone book or <laughs> one of those i guess it's google now it's <laughs> yellowpages.com but uh yeah so that hopefully makes the podcast name make a little more sense. Maybe At some it's point, funnier. are you going to be more direct about that and just make it very specific? Yeah, I guess. But I, not I'll this be, time. Well, yeah, I'll be direct. I'll okay. be direct Another next time. week. Another time. Okay. This is a two-parter mm, episode like anyway, like forward that. teased. Yeah. But we, we started this podcast because we have these conversations all the time, and we're sitting at a table... Not exactly like this, but it's a little different, different, but we would have these conversations. And if you're a fundraiser, you know that the work doesn't stop at five o'clock. It doesn't stop on Friday, the weekends and the evening. You're having these conversations and you're thinking about the work. And we were having these conversations and realized, wait, we could record this and someone else could sit with us, quote unquote, inverted commas, and join us. We kind of had a podcast before we uh, got microphones and 
That's pretty cool. The Blooming Onion episode was one of the best ones. It really was one of the best. Yeah. And I can't remember what number he- that is. Heavily rated. Heavily rated. It is. It is. It's, it's our highest rated episode. I just can't remember what number it is. <laughs> uh, you'll also figure out we record this at dinner time or recently post dinner time. So the cookbook analogies and the appetizer references are going to be on point. It's all about the food, man. Always. It is. Okay. But we've been around more than a decade. And again, it's O N E I C I T Y. Uh, get close. Dot com. Dot com. Oh, yeah. I remember those old Yahoo commercials. Yeah. Uh, f- but if you get close enough, Google will take care of the rest. And where you need to be very specific is podcast at Onicity, which is where we want you to send any questions. We'll take all feedback now. So now we've, we've kind of gotten the scab pulled off and we'll take. We'll yeah, take- we're, we're out of beta. I yeah. guess. So yeah. previously, if you list, if you haven't listened to all of our episodes, we only wanted positive, perfect feedback. Ah. We're open to everything. We can now. take it. We've hired a therapist, <laughs> so we can we can handle your constructive criticism. You know, hey guys, this is a great podcast, but just don't start with in love. That's a clear signal something brutal's coming. Oh, so, that yeah, yeah, that's horrible. Okay, so send. Questions, comments. I wish you guys would talk about this. Or Absolutely. I was thinking about this on your show. This episode, that made me think of this. Or here's $100. I want to be a guest. Yeah. I Email that and we'll, we'll, <laughs> I'll give my, uh, my, Venmo, my Venmo username. Uh, I'll send it back to you. But so we, we, we've been doing this and we want, we want your feedback. We want your five-star reviews. And... Normally we do a lot of things. We, we cover a lot of ground. We talk about a lot of types of things, but in this episode, we're going to boil it down. We're, we're going to lose some things or miss some steps because this leader voice thing that we're talking about, that's that whole stamp thing, right? Yeah. Stamp collecting. Okay. Uh, it's, it's kind of weird at first and it takes a lot to unpack and it takes so much to unpack that we're going to do it in two parts, which isn't just because of the podcast. Uh, you and I know unpacking this for somebody takes two conversations. At least. At least. And yeah. so uh, we're going to do it in that way uh, with you. And, and fair warning, it, this is something that is typically a little awkward, particularly for the leader. Um, I, it, it is a, a, a place where that is sort of like you have to say, don't. Don't judge yet. Reserve your judgment till we till we stay with us to the end of the, of the, the last way, slide. All the way out. Yeah. So, and uh, getting we don't have a definition round, but by leader we're in this case using that to define anyone, uh, the person who it is who's signing your fundraising impact. Who speaks for the who for speaks the for the overall organization, and typically that's going to be an executive director, CEO role. But there are situations where, uh, you know, we've dealt with international organizations and there'll be country leaders mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So it's, it's the, it's, you, you have the, the right terminology with voice. It's, it's who's voicing this. And you'll know what's right for you. It's, uh, we're, we're just going to bulk all of it into leader, but you'll know what, what yeah. works for you and what you got to do. Yep. So we're going to get to that. Uh, and... Like Steve said, it's gonna be it's gonna be awkward. Um, it's gonna be a lot to unpack, but it, it's 
It's a place that once you and I wrapped our heads around the, this and built it, uh, we've seen a lot of impact, no pun intended, out of it. But we're going to start with something you should be doing if you're not already. And this is something that you can enact as soon as the episode's over. Don't wait. Uh, listen to the rest of the episode. But uh, you can enact it this morning or this afternoon or this evening or tomorrow. And I'm going to throw to you to go first. Oh, okay. So um, uh, you're gonna you need to call your aunt Ruby is my 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 number one answer and and that is oh, okay uh, yeah so uh, my mother's older we did we did say this was a family podcast it is a family so. podcast so my mother's uh, older sister was a woman named aunt was ne- named Ruby Aunt Ruby and uh, in the early days of Winnicity, uh one of the things that we lighted upon was. Many of our, our, the people that we were connecting with uh, were doing their own work. It was all internal. Uh, a lot of in-house agencies, a lot of single shops, uh, a lot of that kind of thing. And, and so one of the things that, that we recognized was that there's a, uh, if, if you're doing all of the work, it's really easy to miss a step or to make an assumption nobody else is tracking with you. And so... The, the analogy, and, and my Aunt Ruby has passed on, so we don't use Aunt Ruby anymore, but it is the idea of finding someone who's an outsider. And I mm. love finding someone who, and forgive me for saying it this way, someone who's older and a little less technologically sound. They're the people... Even if even if you're in direct mail, thinking oh, through these things. At, at, at every, in everything you do, it's not a bad idea to have a, an Aunt Ruby review. Just that me. technically unsound. Uh, if you have to help them set up their iPhone... That's the perfect person. Because you and I were talking this morning about a, a website that we are uh, working on for a client. And one of the things that, that we were talking about was how... Easy it is to miss, and that's one of the reasons that I thought about talking about this today. It's it's so easy to miss an assumption or to make an assumption that nobody else except the insiders are following around on. So, uh, if you if you get a website going, if you have a new newsletter, mm. if you've got a very important uh, impact, find someone who's not inside your organization. Don't tell them what to think about. Just say, hey, we'd like you to look at this and give me your feedback on not how pretty it is or anything like that, but do you know what this is about? Do you know what the actions are? Can they identify a call to action? Can they find their way through a website or, or something like that? Or if they came to the website, do they know who you are? The reason you want to find somebody who's not your mom or someone who's not your spouse or significant other is you don't want someone who already knows what you're trying to do. You're looking for someone who, who is interested, but they're not involved. So that they can give you that feedback, it is so easy to miss big steps. I've seen that over and over again where you, we've reviewed other people's work and at times and you look at it and go, wow, they have, they have made a big step from step one to step three. Step two is humongous and nobody else is traveling. traveling we've read, we've, we've come in and consulted in that situation and wondered, I don't know what you do. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Th- there, it, there have been times where it's okay. Joining this client didn't get onboarded. Just here you go, and you read some of the work, and because okay. everyone's supposed to know, and I'm doing doing. You call it inverted commas, In, bunny commas. ears. Uh, you're supposed to know, and and if you don't know, you're like, 
who are these guys? What are they well, about? And, why would I give them any money? Or and why somebody will say, "Well, we they know us. We've been around. We've been giving. We've been sending letters. They should know. Uh, they just should know. They should know. They don't. Uh, don't. It, they just don't. Donors are coming in and out. Yeah. Their life. So yeah. So there, Aunt Ruby. There you have it. Aunt Ruby. Use that as code. That's that's really good. My mine is that uh, you should be giving to. Another organization, uh, like yours, yeah, like yours or separate. Okay, uh, so it depends on funds. How many gifts you you want to do? And I'm not talking big gifts. Twenty bucks, uh, twenty five bucks is usually what I do. Uh, if you've got enough to give to an organization that is very much like you, and then a big national organization, and then another local oh, organization yeah okay who may not um be like your work but it's still going to be a competitor a competitor for your donor's attention yeah. yeah and the idea is you want to know a couple things and this will absolutely teach you a couple things mm-hmm. um it will fill your mailbox but <laughs> it will teach you what the big guys the big massive organizations, funny years, big guys. inverted commas, the big guys, what are they putting out? What are they making and sending uh, that maybe you could draw something from? And what is an organization who, regardless of size is like you is in your space. What are they doing and sending? And then someone in your area, regardless of space, what are they sending? Uh, because you want to envision your mail and their mail in the same stack that the donors, you know, walking up from the mailbox. And I, I mean, I sift through yeah. on the way to the door and yeah. I like to be done before I'm at the door. Yeah. And so you want to know uh, what all that looks like. What ideas can I get from these guys? You get their emails, you know, get multiple emails in, in your e- your inbox and be able to just look at subject lines, mm-hmm. yours and theirs. Ooh, that's nice. It, and, and then uh, that's, that's the ongoing thing you'll get. Initially, you'll learn how they onboard donors. Mm-hmm. What's it like to be a new donor? Mm-hmm. And uh, you can see, well, somebody in your organization may be saying, we need to have an eight-step new donor funnel. <laughs> And then you, you may have always thought this was a dumb idea. Spoiler alert, it is. But <laughs> if you give to a big, massive organization with, with name recognition, then that helps you say, hey, why should we do something that so-and-so, who we all agree is doing great work, isn't doing? Yeah. Yeah. So spend 100 bucks, give to four organizations, and I like to go about every 18 to 24 months because then it lets me then go lapse become a little bit of a and lapse. I want, I want to see yeah. how do you try to get me back? <laughs> and then, good. and then you'll That's get on good. cold lists. It, it, it becomes fun. So spend hundred bucks, give to orgs. Yeah. You'll learn a lot. They could hire you for hundred bucks and you do nearly, nearly the same thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, Hey, like I said, my, my Venmo is open. You so can get it for a hundred bucks. You yeah. Should. I, I, I got to look up my Venmo username, but we'll get one. <laughs> I'll look it up and you know, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> okay. We work for nonprofits, but we are very for profit. So getting you're not, in, you're not going to cut that. Are you? I, I, we don't have an intern to cut it. All right, so good. It's leaving in there. Leave it, stay in there. 
So getting to the topic of the episode, uh, we call this leader voice. Uh, we're just going to refer to that in, in this space. Uh, it's not trademarked yet, but that's what, that's what we're going to call it. And it starts with a phrase uh, you first told me when I first started, and I've heard lots of other people use it, is people give to people. And we see that often when, um, you know, that's why people are featured faces on uh, response devices, on outer envelopes, on banners and emails, donation pages. You want a donor to see the person who's on the other end of this mail, on the other end of this donation page. You're not, you're not giving money. You're helping someone at the other end. Yeah. Not talking about the, because uh, you can't thankfully show a picture of an organization as much as people sadly try. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is, you, you show the people or it's a very noble effort. You know, I, one of our favorite uh, charities is uh, the Elephant Sanctuary and, you know, the elephants are named. I mean, you, you, they have, you, you can get their pictures and their names and you know their history. So it, again, yes, it's about people, but it's also a one-to-one individual kind of thing on that end of the festivities. Yeah. And so we all agree that's true. Right. We also, and that's you and I in this, we, and and our team believe that it's also true. People give to people in a donor organization relationship or that exchange. So I'll rewind just very briefly and let's just say, um, uh, hopefully you are not uh, as a, as a nonprofit speaking in third person corporate. Oh, that, that, yeah. that's great. I was going to point out a great way to test that this is true. Pronoun choices. And, right? we, and we've done this before with yeah. a client is yeah. to say, okay, just take it, take your next email, AB test that thing with from organization name from name of leader. Yeah. Or you could almost pick any name pick a person, but <laughs> We've done that a few times, never seen the name of the person not win by a landslide. Yeah. Uh, even if the, even if some of the open rates may not be startlingly different, the uh, click throughs mm-hmm. call to actions are startlingly different. Yeah. Your overall performance is going to be much better. Yeah. And uh, so taking uh, that person once, once we agree, okay, people give to people. We agree that we should have a name in the email at the bottom of the letter why, or the letter or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. What, why do I, so why do I care if they collect stamps? Why should I even tell my donors they collect stamps? Well, because all we've established at this point is that there's a name at the bottom of that letter. There's no person That's here so yet. Good. Yeah. I'm going to date, I'm going to date myself, okay. but um, there was a show blues clues back in the day. I mean, I didn't actually watch it. You didn't, uh, well, I watched it ironically in high school. You didn't have to actually watch it with me, but I, I would turn it on and hey, high school junior me loved a show where I got all the answers right really fast. So blues clues was, was up my alley, but it was the guy in the big sofa chair, right? Well, yeah, he'd sit in with yeah. the sofa chair and, and that's when he had all the clues, but he had to think, think. Anyway, it's a Blue's Clues deep cut. I like it. But in in that, in every episode or most episodes, they would hop inside of a book 
and then and then later they would uh, come out of the book. And so what what you're wanting to do, and what the way we kind of explain it to a leader and the team is, if we could take you, Mister and Mrs. Leader, clone you thousands of times and get you in everyone's living room, that would be phenomenal. And your you, donors would love it. Your relationships, everything would be your everything account, would increase. Accounting would love it. Yeah, uh, yeah. The CFO donor processing might not load it, love it, but everybody else would love it. Yeah. And what what we try and they they nod. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. So this is a this is an attempt to get you, Mrs. Leader, to pop off that page and into the donor's living room without holograms or you know having you spend your entire life visiting donors. And okay, that's okay. That sounds good to use a name. It sounds good to get them to jump off a page because yeah, my donors love my person. Not everybody's going to agree with that, but but I'll I'll just say uh, for those who uh, are afraid of ego or they have the same self esteem self esteem damage I have, you know, it's like I got to do that because not that I love it or that I believe my donors love mm. it, but it is good for the organization. The calling, exactly. So once once we're to that point. Uh, sadly, that was the easy part, <laughs> getting, getting those yeses. In fundraising, you, uh, we build out the character of the leader. Yeah. And uh, one, one way you described it to somebody early on when we were pitching this crazy idea to people was that we mean it in both definitions of the word, both the character in the who you are values, what drives you, the heart, the heart, and then the character, and the that, quirkiness, yeah, that. And, and that none of this is fake, but all of all of the things we talk about and present in the image and this character of the leader are things that need to be true, but also okay for public consumption. And so, how do we build out? that three-dimensional personhood. And um, it's not easy. And just spoiler alert on the next episode is how is when we're going to talk through the how you do that for a nonprofit. So this leader. is the theory and the practice. Mm -hmm. the next. This is, you're buying into it. You're seeing so if, so how if this works. Yeah, yeah. So people like you were in college, they're just going to fast forward to the next episode and get the... Yeah, but uh, unless you're listening to us live, I mean, most people let episodes stack up like on oh, Netflix. Okay. So, I mean, they're just going to... So they're just binge listening. Yeah, they're binge listening and they've already gotten the thing they should be doing if they're not already. So awesome. They're, they're going to drop off at that. <laughs> so we took a method that you, you first ran into in the for-profit world and apply it to nonprofit. Like many of the great ideas, it starts, right. it starts in the big fat cats, uh, monopoly man making money and we apply it to the guys saving the world. Yeah. Well, uh, the, uh, the reason that works so well, if you're, if you don't just completely port it identically in, out of the for-profit world is those guys, uh, often have one mandate, which is make their shareholders money. And that mm. means if it doesn't work, it don't last. And so what works survives, uh, it gets iterated on, it gets improved. And so this is a, this is a tested method 
Um, I, you want me to go ahead and talk about yeah, it? Yeah, no, let's, let's get it? into uh, it. Okay. Uh, this is a tested method that began in uh, screenplay writing in showbiz. A guy named David Freeman, uh, who the list of things he and his disciples have worked on are, are, are the things you'd know. I mean, uh, not, of, not as many of them are fresh, but it's things like The Simpsons. Um, House, the, the TV House, show. Yeah, X-Files, Cheers. Um, these were used, <clears throat> excuse me, to develop characters. So one of the lines that I that just resonates so crisply with me that I I, I hope people will will grab is one of the things about about mo- about storytelling. St- storytelling is a is a is a genre that has lasted since we were sitting around campfires as people, right? And so. Storytelling is well known, and in the modern era of, of screenplays and television, um, uh, storytelling kind of evolved in that I wasn't uh, I wasn't hearing one narrative for the first time, one and done, and now the minstrel strolls off to the next little hamlet. Uh, I, the The goal of the people designing a show like Cheers, for exa- example, or Blues Clues, is to is to keep is to keep you coming back. So one of the things to hear is. Uh, one of the, the the mantras out of the screenplay um, uh, business is uh, the that that plot helps you stay to the end of the movie. That's the plot, and that's, that's and, why I watch the whole two hours or three hours in Christopher Nolan. Exactly, uh, you know, it, it's it's why you stay through all of uh, uh, the Indiana Jones movies, or yeah, you know, pick whatever movie. But character is what keeps you watching episode after episode after episode of a TV show. It is not the plot. It's the characters. And, and so one of the things that uh, Freeman and, and his disciples, of which, you know, in a weird way, we are disciples, not writing uh, screenplays, but writing and using his methods. Uh, and this, I need to give credit, this came from Roy Williams, uh, Wizard of Ads guy down in Austin, who, who we have a business relationship with and who uses this for big time, for-profit uh, uh, copywriting. So characters what cause you to watch to the end. And when you think about your fundraising, you're episodic. You're not mm-hmm. one movie, hopefully. And so... Oh, that's you, really interesting. You want yeah. to keep people coming back and not going, oh gosh, I know how this movie I've seen is. this one. I've seen this one. Let's just fast forward. What else right? is on? Yeah, surely there's something else going on on, on Netflix. So... Um, uh, you are working very hard, like uh, someone who's writing a, a, an episodic television show, to not only have some plot, that's your ask, but the people need to know, they need to fall in love with the characters. They need to root for the people that they're hearing about or the individuals they're hearing about. And so this comes out of, out of that stuff. And so much like all the traditional fundraising approach, you know, you're trying to build a relationship, you're trying to build a connection, uh, your your example of being in in someone's living room. This is very much about am I how how do we fit? And, and it occurred to me um, weirdly enough, I was talking to a client today about about this podcast, and um, uh, this is not a traditional fundraising podcast. If there you is might, such a thing exists. I mean, you you might say this isn't your father's fundraising <laughs> podcast. I, yeah, I mean, another, another title. One That's one good. might say that. Um, uh, in that, you know, I, 
uh, you know, someday we're going to roll, we're going to have video and, you know, in our, this lavish new studio that we, we built. <laughs> and, and so, uh, uh, this, this is you and me and a listener, not in clicking through PowerPoint. I haven't worn a tie in like 400 days. I mean, I, it, this no. is a, you know, this, so this is very casual. And we're wanting people to not only get great information and very actionable stuff, we want to reveal a little bit about who you are and about who I am, hmm. because that'll, that helps them sort out whether we're their kind of people or not. Because the goal, to your point, for a second I didn't see where you're going, but now I do, <laughs> um, is we aren't episodic. We hope you listen to all our episodes. Right. And so the reason you're going to stay around are not necessarily because of our dulcet tones, but because... And we don't have the sins. We kick it, you know... You, we have a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so it's very important to understand that I'm not saying you should, you should have light banter uh, in, your, in your newsletter or your fundraising appeal or on your website... But you reveal the personhood of the leader in the same way you and I are revealing our personhood as we go through this podcast. That's really smart. That's a that's a really good your analogy. Well, that's yeah, I'm just I'm just saying it. it like okay. I said, I, I wasn't sure where you were. So now you got like, hey. now you got to just yeah, now you got to tell them. Okay, get into this. So what's it called? Because uh, you you said it's it's a thing we took from the nonprofit. Yeah, so it's so, called a character diamond in the screenplay world, hmm. and this is a a way of envisioning a character or fleshing out a character that's already been thought of. Mm -hmm. And so diamond, um, picture a baseball. Picture Usually a baseball this is diamond. Where I click in PowerPoint to a diamond. Uh, we can not we, uh, baseball we, diamond not a not a jewelry diamond. yeah not a jewelry diamond if we had if we had clippy we'd say it looks like you're trying to explain <laughs> something complicated <laughs> would you like some help <laughs> yes please uh, sure would okay so picture a baseball diamond right and second base first is up base. Top. yeah it, yeah second base is at 12 o'clock right at first six o'clock six is, uh, is, six o'clock is home base okay Nine o'clock. The way I'm looking well, at I, that I clock. can't tell which way you're pointing. <laughs> nine nine o'clock is third base. Right. Three o'clock is first base. first base. And who's on first? Yeah. And so we'll start with second base, top of the diamond, 12 o'clock. Uh, the North Star, it's the obvious thing about this person, this character. Uh, when you first meet, meet or hear mm -hmm. from them... It's obvious, and probably for many many nonprofit executives, that that uh, most obvious thing is uh, maybe their leadership of the organization. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. speaking for the organization. Now we need to say this is this is a lot like resume writing in that you don't want to reveal deepest darkest secrets. Yeah, we're, we're going to get wise. to weakness, yeah. and it's not your <laughs> yeah. Hey, which we got a wide eye from from someone <laughs> when we got to that. So we've started putting that in uh, to cut down on that. But so 12 o'clock, second base, North Star, the obvious thing. Uh, somebody could almost see from afar about you or, hear about, or about yeah. the leader. If, if they say, who, that Ryan Thomas, and then that's, they would go, he's the, and they would just fill that in, whatever that would be, based on what they have seen and know you. Yeah. But that is so superficial and an all candor that has no stickiness. That is like off the charts and non-stickiness. Mm -hmm. And sticky meaning stick in the brain. 
If it doesn't stick in the brain, the donor's checking out and they're chucking your mail into the trash. Checking or out and chucking, chucking out. Like um, so, second base. Now we're going to go to home plate, six o'clock. Opposite of the North Star, the top, the not, the second base. This is counter star. This is the 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 hidden, the surprise. It it often runs either uh, fully 180 degrees counter to the North Star, or is something that while doesn't conflict with your North Star, is unexpected. Yeah, um, yeah, like. You talked about they use this in house uh, for Doctor House. His uh, north star is that he's a doctor and very good at what and, he and, does. A, yeah. and an excellent, uh, one of the best in the world at figuring out the problem and the symptoms with people. And then his counter star is that he's a he's addicted to uh, I think he was addicted to oxycon, but he's a heroin addict. Yeah. And so that sort of hmm, you, that was what I was you wouldn't expect that. Yeah, and yeah. That would be why you would keep watching or a doctor show or what would set this doctor show apart from others is, well, wait a minute. I would Marcus Welby's problem. You yeah. Know. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and, and so, all right. So we have those two, the, let's call it, we can even say that's the X axis. Yep. The vertical axis. No, no, that's the Y axis. That's the Y axis. Okay. I was good at geometry too. Okay. Well, this, the, that this, was the Y axis. Sorry. This, this is what, this is uh, spoiler alert. He doesn't do the data. Or honesty. <laughs> okay. All right. So now what? So then uh, let's go to third base. Okay. Which nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. And the X axis. Not, yes. Nine o'clock on the X axis um, is the weakness, the vulnerability. A flaw, maybe. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a resume flaw. Don't get nervous. This is like uh, uh, in a job interview when the board says, so, you know, what's your greatest weakness ship? I just care too much. I, mm. I just can't turn loose of a problem until it is solved perfectly. Solved. One of mine, because uh, we ironically, or not ironically, we did this with our team, mm. um, was I. one of my flaws is that I have to be on time. And I, <laughs> I will leave. If you have another mode of transportation, I will leave you at home. <laughs> I will break the speed limit. I have gotten dirty looks from moms at church and parking lots because I was late for second service and <laughs> I'm speeding through the parking lot. I have to be on time, but so that's that, a weakness and a vulnerability, but a it's, resume one it, it relatively. Yeah. The, the whole running over moms and parking lots. Is probably not I didn't run her over. I just got a bad look. I got a dirty look. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so 12 o'clock is obvious North star six o'clock home plate is Counterstar, the surprise. Mm-hmm. Third base, nine o'clock. Vulnerability is your vulnerability. Maybe a flaw, but again, a resume flaw. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, yeah, it's some that that begins to flesh you out. And that okay, it's not just that your surface and surprise. Wait, there's something. There's something to you that makes you human. Mm-hmm. And then first base is your. Um, I actually don't know that the real term down here in the south. We say that's the hill you're going to die on. Yeah. It's your core identity. That's it. Your your number one value as a leader of this organization. Now that's if you're a family person, your family comes first. You know, faith comes first. But but again, in the resume and the public reveal, this is the the piece that you just you, you, it is the hill you're going to die on, and it is the thing that you both 
say out loud, point to, and reveal in your actions to your donors. Hmm. And we're going to get to next week. You don't say, dear donor, the hill I'm going <laughs> to die on is. Well. And if you don't want me to die on that hill, you should give 2717 to our summer program for the kids. So the example that dry, that drove it home for me, and again, uh, bringing the listeners into this, we've, we've done this a few times. We've tried lots of examples to try to get the questioning looks off people's faces. Arthur Fonzarelli, the Fonz. The Fonz. Hey, is... Oh, that was pretty good. That's not bad. That wasn't bad. Is the best example of that. There are lots of examples, but... He's very known, even if you're my age or a little younger. So his, and I'm, I'm looking at my notes, so I don't it's get off it right. happy days. Yeah, right. happy days. Yeah. Um, and Mork and Mindy in one episode. Oh, I missed that. His, his uh, I just know, um, the long story, yeah. Okay. So his, his North Star, his 12 o'clock for the Fonz is he's a tough guy. Leather jacket, the white shirt under, collar. He hits the jukebox and it oh, fixes. Right. Yeah, and everybody's afraid of him. Yep. Yeah. Everybody knows him, yeah. and everybody knows you stay away from him. He's cool, but he's edgy. Yeah. The counterstar, six o'clock, home base. This this is the the surprise. The surprise what you expect is that he's a really loyal friend. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, James Dean on the outside, hmm. but a teddy bear on the inside. About that, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, we, we, well, with one. the switchblade. Yeah. We saw, uh, uh, you see that in his relationship with, is it Richie? Yeah. Yeah, Richie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And Mrs. And, Cunningham. Yeah, that's right. And so then his third base, his nine o'clock, his vulnerability, weakness, is that he can't admit he's wrong. I don't know anybody I'm like so that. I'm so glad I don't have that problem. Yeah, wow. <laughs> okay, yeah. So he, I he, just like to be punctual. He, re- <laughs> he wrestles with, uh, with uh, anything that makes him look less than than his image, mm-hmm. okay. and the reason that matters is because the hill he's going to die on his core identity is he will always be cool, no matter what. If he's wrong, he's going to be wrong and cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the you're right, like the Fonz. You open with with hey. hey. <laughs> We'll let you, you know, look, Google, or you Siri uh, voice to text to figure out how you spell that. So again, how, how you do that is next week. Right. But that's the font. talking to some about the, what else? Uh, I, I was going to completely leave him hanging. No, right? of course not. We, okay. Here's an example of a leader who, while we planned this in advance, not enough where I, I, I could get in front of this to get to get clearance to list the name. So I'm going to work really hard not to say the name. I can't wait to see how That's this not going to work. But here's, we've applied the Fonz and this logic, this character diamond to a leader of a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And uh, her 12 o'clock North Star is that she's a Silicon Valley female CEO. You know that about her when you first meet her or when she first comes on your radar. Uh, her organization is in Silicon Valley. She's a CEO. She's sharp. Might wear Armani if I knew what Armani looked like on somebody in real mm-hmm. life. But, yeah. but she's that. She, she, would, she mingles well with the Salesforce and, world. And you would know that she is a Silicon Valley CEO from the look 
And it's important to remember or realize that we didn't say Silicon Valley nonprofit female CEO. Totally she she nice. looks like she could be in uh, Apple or Facebook or any of the other big organizations that are on our phones in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Yeah. So that's her 12 o'clock, her North Star. Her counter star is that she is a prayer warrior. Mm. And she's, 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 one of the biggest and most effective and fervent prayer warriors I think I know in and out of work. Yeah, and, and exactly sort of the, uh, literally the opposite of, of what the appearance is, someone who is very interested in, it seems like somehow everyone's needs or struggles and willing, um, uh, not in a creepy way or not in a showy way, but but. She, she, that is part of who she is. Hmm. She, she was one of the first person, uh, to email uh, and text us about this podcast. <laughs> and this, uh, she cares about, uh, that's a great way of putting it. She cares about everybody's wants, needs, and desires. Mm-hmm. So 12 o'clock North star Silicon Valley, female CEO, but she's also a prayer warrior. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that wasn't what I was expecting. Maybe. Hmm. Hmm. Although her organization is very faith-based. Of course. And so that fits very well in the organization. Okay. But when you see her, yeah. she does. She she just looks like a CEO in the Valley. Yeah. You don't know that she's that faith-based. So yeah. surprises that she's a prayer warrior. The resume weakness, vulnerability, is that she's a workaholic. <laughs> and the hill that she's going to die so back, back on. Okay. So... Um, that by her, by our observation and testing and her validation that, yeah, it was like, yeah. And, and by workaholic, we mean she doesn't clock out at five o'clock if she ever clocks out and she takes care of herself in her personhood. She's not, you know, completely burning herself mm-hmm. down, but it's not unusual for her to be uh, uh, their organization has um, uh, people there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's not unusual for her to be around in the non-executive work hours yeah, of nine it, to five. Saturday at 4.30, yeah, exactly. you'll see her checking in on Instagram, <laughs> just checking yeah. in to see how people are doing, yeah. not not coming in to supervise or do Or for work. the glory of, oh, nope. look at me at three o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Just... Coming yeah. by because that, that's her heart. That's, that's where she is. So that's her vulnerability, her weakness, her flaw. Resume flaw, LinkedIn flaw. Okay. And the hill that she will die on, her core identity, is that she'll do anything for kids. Okay. The, part, her, of, part of this organization, uh, they, they help kids uh, uh, who are experiencing homelessness, uh, whose parents uh, or they have experienced uh, domestic violence or a variety of abuse. Um, and, and, and it's, it, it, that is, there's a, a, uh, in a, in a, in a good way, a ferociousness about the focus on taking care of kids. Um, and that, that is a little different than what you'd expect from a sharp dressed female CEO, CEO in yeah. the Valley. Yeah. She's a prayer warrior, yeah. but but willing to get down and color with those little kids. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's a big deal. And uh, routinely says that's the best part of her day <laughs> or where she goes when 
Uh, It's been a hard day or a hard week uh, to fill her cup. She loves to go visit uh, their kid rooms and their kid program and be with the children. So, so one of the things that, that now that we've kind of run this down for them and given them an example, one of the things to make clear is that we're talking about a way of, of thinking about defining characteristics that, that make the person, the leader, think and speak and act and move in the world that they, that as they do. Because that allows the donor or the prospective donor to get a glimpse of the person that's behind all of this, who is, who is putting their name and personhood in saying, you should give to this organization uh, because uh, I, as the leader, am asking you to do that. And if I know something about that person beyond, well, yeah, you're mm-hmm. just trying to pay the bills and meet the budget. And it's your job to it's come tell job. me that. At, the more that gets revealed in a very strategic way. Now, I, I, one of the things that made me nervous about making this a, a topic on the podcast is done badly. This is worse than not doing fundraising. Yeah. Because you actually will turn people off. Mm. And so don't start this until you've listened to the next episode. Well, and this is not something you should be doing if you're not already and you can enact when the episode's over. (laughs) This is the exact opposite of of something easy to do. This is the long tail. But but the reason it's worth it uh, is that uh, one of the things that, you know, we don't talk about uh, Winnicity work, but one of the things that I will say is the clients that that we have been doing this for for longer than let's call it eighteen months, um, they not only weathered the the COVID, the pandemic, all of that disruption, both economic and just attention wise, they soared. We had we have clients who did startlingly well, but, you know, with results where you go. Can we just rerun those numbers? Because it's really surprising. It doesn't make sense. That, that good. And one of the elements, not the only, but one of the elements is how real the, the mm-hmm. leaders are to the donors. Because it's, it's another person on the other end of their decision exactly. to give or not in the middle of a pandemic or an economic downturn. Yep. And so one, uh, I didn't, I didn't type it. I didn't bring it. But an example of a, of a time we used this for our female CEO, before I say her name, is in an appeal, we mentioned, I think it was at the start of the letter, I was working late one night and I realized that I hadn't seen the kids all day and I was packing up to leave and on my way out to my car. Even though it was nearly nine o'clock at night. I, I stopped stopped by where the kids are, and I read them bedtime stories. And so by doing that, we got across to a donor, and this is this is, was literally the lead of an appeal letter. It's a tiny piece. Was, she's a workaholic in that family. She's working late at 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Cares about these kids because, wait, I haven't seen them all day. Mm-hmm. But then... I'm going to go do something about that because that's the hill I'm going to die. And that's my core identity. That's what fills my cup. I love these kids. 
So even though it's nine o'clock, even though I've been working 12, 15 hours, I'm going to go by and by golly, I'm going to read them a bedtime story. And, and one of the things that then that impact went on to, to roll out is the uh, challenges and the difficulties of the, of, of these kids that this leader is able to talk about from a first person. She has not experienced that, but the donor quickly has in their mind the CEO with a with a big old bedtime book, you know, and it's it, it is a perception thing. You're creating this perception around facts, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like these aren't true, but you're creating this perception. So when the CEO then says, "Here's what these kids struggle with," it is clear to the donor that this person knows not only because it's been reported by her case management staff or any of that stuff, she knows these kids. She's not reading this off a flashcard. No, this is not, this is not out of a chart. This is out of this little kid sitting next to her with, you know, and I, you know, it's like, I got ice cream around my mouth and, you know, I mean, I, that makes it real. And that's one of the keys that so many nonprofit fundraisers as they get into this business and as they're sorting out how to do this, is they make it so antiseptic and so formulaic. Oh, I make the donor the hero. Oh, all I have to do is, is have a very specific ask. All I have to do is handle you know, the, 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 the scaffolding, the fundraising scaffolding, which is what we do. But it has to be, you have to breathe life in it. You have to, you have to make it alive and a person talking to a person so that me, the receiver, is willing to not only say, I, I, I'm going to give, I'm going to give deeply because I uh, get you as a leader and I understand something about you. And there's a, there's a trust in that I trust that you know what you're talking about, your heart's in the right place, you are going to do with this what I would want you to do for these kids because I can't. One of the things that, that's so good about this uh, character diamond and the, the leader voice is it makes the, it, you use the language of makes the leader come off the page. It, it, it allows for a multi-dimension leader. Now, you, uh, you don't want to be telling your life story. You're looking for ways to season communications with the authenticity of the individual who is uh, uh, on whose behalf you're writing on who, who, who is the, the, the leader. Um, it, this is as close as I'll get to practical application. Um, but it, it, as you talked about with, uh, this female CEO and the kids is because we then were unpacking a topic about kids and this was giving to the kids program, that story made sense. It tied in, it was natural. It was part of that DNA probably would have worked and probably would have had some response um, and resonated with donors had it been about the children's mothers, Mm -hmm. but it really tied in nicely that she starts talking about children and experience she has with children I need you to help me help these children. Yeah. And, and one of the things to, to recognize is uh, the secret to our client's success is they have one and all bought into the idea that it is not about a single impact. Yes, we'll measure. Yes, you know, we'll get 
charts and graphs and boringly grand. You'll get the X and Y axis correct. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, but but the fact that this is this is not only for the moment. This is the long haul. We're looking we're looking for lifetime relationships with donors. We're looking for not funding a single month. We're looking at funding year after year after year for a nonprofit. And this strategy plays to that so strongly because it is not about what, how much freight can I pack into this single impact. It is about how might I reveal a tiny bit um, of, of who I am as a leader. It is exactly like speakers tell stories about themselves. If they're good speakers, they're strategic about what story they tell. Um, and, and they are not about, well, I mean, one of the reasons that in, uh, uh, I, I, I not only joke, but it's true. I, you know, I, I have some struggles with self-esteem in, in the book that, um, uh, we wrote, one of the things that my editor encouraged me to do would be to, was to tell my failure stories, mm. uh, because I was a lousy fundraiser when I was a CEO. Um, uh, CEO of a, a nonprofit. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a pretty good fundraiser clarify. now. <laughs> Thank you. You're supposed to fix this. Uh, so, uh, but people root for the underdog. They love, uh, and again, this is a this is a place, and one of the things that we have studied, and our and our um, uh, our copywriters pay attention to is the way stories unfold, and part of part of the. You know, if you're a Joseph Campbell fan with the hero's journey or any of those plot devising, the, the, the struggle, the failure you learn from, those are all critical components to keep the reader, the listener, the audience with you as the narrator. And, and that's who, you know, you, if, if you're writing a, a, a nonprofit uh, fundraising letter or website or email or newsletter, you're a narrator. You're a you're the bard in the tavern telling the story, you know. And you're the min- the minstrel the of minstrel. campfire. And you, you gotta hang, you gotta keep them with you. Well, and for every episode, and yeah. and then you and know applying the that season. The, and then next season and next season and yeah. yeah to to t- to steal the TV or Netflix analogy, it is. I I want you to pay attention not just to the end of this episode appeal or email, but this whole season fourth quarter year end this certain capital campaign and then season two when we come back around to you mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that goes to your comment about wanting to forge deep relationships with a donor yeah. not we're not looking for someone to watch one or two episodes and then check out we want someone who if this show were to get canceled another streamer picks it up and people go get, well, I don't, I've had no use for Hulu, but they got my show. Yeah. I'm going over there. <laughs> and those, we, we want donors who will install an app because that's the app that's got you. Yeah. Well, I, uh, if I got time to tell a quick, a quick story. Yeah. I mean, they, they can't go anywhere. Yeah, they can't. They can I mean, they can check, out. check it, out. So you better make it a good story. I'm going to make it a good quick story. So one of our, one of the, the uh, leaders who was, I'm not going to say dubious, but, uh, really, I believe we'd had a polygraph. We'd have known he, he was signing off on this more just because he trusted us in every other arena, but this didn't make any sense to him at all. I don't think. And, and one of the things that, uh, was so interesting 
as we begin. And, and again, as we, as we do this and, and as you do this, and as you're going to talk to them about next week about the how-tos, um, you're not looking to back it all up and, you know, tell all your vulnerabilities and everything all in one. You know, this is, this is about a, a, a strategic process. But he had, we salted a, a small thing out of his, out of his uh, leader voice uh, diamond piece into, into an impact that he had more than one person comment to him directly on. Uh, as I recall, was stopped in the grocery store mm-hmm. by somebody locally saying, hey, I, you know, you were saying that and I, I am so with you on that. Well, again, if that doesn't necessarily connect to fundraising or to dollars in the door, but what it does connect to is you're, you are not a sterile, uh, a, a faceless Greek chorus telling this story. You're a person wanting to help the, the donor, prospective donor, come into a world that's not theirs. And as, as you do that, you are wanting to make sure they know who you are as a person. And so uh, all of our clients... Not a name, but not, a person. As a person. All, all of our clients, as we've done that, and again, I, I'll just say... Um, uh, you may not love the process or everything about this podcast that, that we're doing, but it, it is very much in the same vein of wanting to make sure that we are not doing a podcast like everybody else. Yeah. And that, uh, we didn't, I, I, I wasn't, uh, we didn't want to do one like everybody else, but then also we understand the competition for attention. And so even if we did want to do one like anybody else, we know there's a lot out there. People already have listeners. They've already got that. We've got to come, we've got to do it a different way. So it's the same with a fundraiser. Don't, don't copy, you know, pick, fill in the blank, big X, Y, Z. Don't don't start saying that your, your CEO was working late one (laughs) night and (laughs) went by the kids and that, well, okay, we don't do kids. Um, we went by the, whatever. (laughs) So one of the things that, that I was reading, I was reading the bedtime stories to the dogs in our shelter. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, one of the things that Charity Water is one of those great big organizations that that often people who uh, are in this business uh, at various points have looked to and gone, wow, they do great work. Let's do like them. But one of the problems with that is you're not them and your leader doesn't have a story like them. Yeah. Your story told well. I, I Almost without regard, we've done this a couple of times in seminars, just said, let us help you craft your story because you can have the most boring story, but it's skilled outside storytellers can help you tell it 100% true, 100% factual, but oriented by the power of the uh, the outsider and the power of the skilled storyteller. Because this is about strategic storytelling. I mean, you've given me a hard time for ever since you were practically born about my telling stories. With morals. (laughs) Not just stories. (laughs) Stories with morals. With morals. Um, it, it is about more than just telling a story. You have to have a point. And fundraising is about getting a story and a point and revealing a little bit about the storyteller. So that maybe that's my um, uh, my weakness is um, my vulnerability is I tell stories with morals. I, yeah. I don't know. 
You heard it. You heard it here. I didn't say it. Previously, so. I've, I've not admitted to any kind of vulnerability. So you know, we'll just see. We'll, we'll, see. we'll wear that around a little bit. It's your resume vulnerability. <laughs> well, so if you haven't checked out already, you're wondering. Yeah, but they're hanging on the edge of their every. We've headphones. got them th- episode through episode. Um, you're wondering how do I do this? Mm-hmm. Okay, I bought in. That that's great. Oh, I can I can see how this works. I can see how this is going to help us, but I don't know how to do it. They haven't bought in yet. They they have agreed about. No, maybe you don't say a, they have. Somebody, oh, somebody's bought in. No, they haven't bought in. Okay, okay. So but I, even they have bought in. You, you, whether you bought in or not, you don't know how to do this. Don't do it until and you do, listen and to the do next not. Time. Yeah, even. Even if you've got a wait a week, no appeal you Stand are sending by. out is that important. Hey, I'm late on some copy too, so just just give it a give it a pause. <laughs> okay, he really is late on some copy. I I got an email about it. <laughs> it's my client, so it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Well, so next week, this was episode nine. So in episode ten, uh, totally this planned. This is sort of this. like one of those moments with an Agatha Christie uh, play where. The lights go off and you wait and have to see who got killed, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I thought she did Murder, She Wrote. So. No. Okay. All right. Well, so episode nine uh, was getting you to wrap your head around this weird leader voice thing and why you're... So why if they don't should... listen next week, the thing to do is remember, reveal your personhood in your fundraising copy strategically mm-hmm. carefully but personhood look, look for ways to reveal that and unwrap that onion. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Okay. Next week we'll talk about how you execute it, both build it, establish it, and then execute it, put it into practice. And then also, cause we won't have to do too much, but next week we will also, after we do that, it's going to be a four hour episode. It really, it's going to be great, but we're going to talk about how your acquisition strategy can really benefit from formula one racing. (laughs) (laughs) Give us the five star reviews on wherever you get your podcast and send all your questions, your feedback to podcast, even the the harsh, even the harsh stuff to podcast at onicity.com. I'm Steve Thomas. I'm Ryan Thomas. Thanks for listening. This episode of not your father's fundraising podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Tune back in next week for another fresh episode of not your father's fundraising podcast.